welcome to the Strand Baptist Church podcast. For more information on Strand Baptist Church and our ministries, please visit our website at www.strandbaptist.org.za. Lord, teach us to pray. Part 6. Forgive us our debts. We've been studying the Lord's Prayer as it is recorded in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 to verse 13. We have also referenced Luke's version of the prayer in Luke chapter 11, verse 1 to 4, which differs slightly from Matthew's version. This difference does not mean that Luke somehow got it wrong, but rather that Jesus taught his disciples the Lord's Prayer, or versions of it, on multiple occasions. Why is it called the Lord's Prayer? I'm not suggesting that we change the name. This is the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples after all. Yet in one sense, this is not the prayer that Jesus himself would have prayed. Notice the next petition in verse 12. Forgive us our debts. This is not something that Jesus would have prayed because Jesus did not have any debts to forgive. We, however, are a different story. We have debts, and they are debts that we could not possibly repay. So we join the disciples as we plead, forgive us our debts. Debts and sins. You may have noticed that Jesus used different terms when he instructed his disciples to pray for forgiveness. In Matthew's version, we ask for the forgiveness of our debts. In Luke's version, we ask for the forgiveness of our sins. Why the difference? In Matthew's version, the word translated as debts refers to a financial or moral obligation. We have the moral obligation to worship, honor, and obey God. Listen to how it is phrased in Deuteronomy chapter 10 verse 12. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all His ways, to love Him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Israel's obedience and worship are things that God requires of them. In the same way, Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 13 says that fearing God and keeping His commandments is the whole duty of man. In the New Testament, we are told that we should do all things to the glory of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 31. When we do not render to God the worship and obedience that He is due, we owe Him a debt. Can you see the problem? We have never fully rendered to God the praise, love, worship, and obedience that He is due, that He is worthy of. We are in His debt, and this is a debt that we could not possibly repay. In the parable of the unforgiving servant, Jesus describes a man who owed the king an unpayable debt. He pleaded with the king for more time to repay him. The king knew that he could not possibly pay his debt, but had mercy on him and forgave him. He wrote it off. Matthew chapter 18, verse 21 to 27. We'll get back to the rest of the parable in a moment. For now, it is important to understand that we owe God a moral debt that we cannot pay back. Our only hope is that our debt would be forgiven. Luke's version does not refer to a debt, but to sin. Luke chapter 11, verse 4. Sin is a transgression of God's law. 1 John chapter 3, verse 4 says that sin is lawlessness. This is also sometimes described as rebellion. For example, in Joshua 1, verse 18. We know that the wages of sin is death. Romans chapter 6, verse 23. This is the price we must pay for our rebellion against God's revealed will. Luke's version does not leave out the idea of debt, however. The petition in Luke chapter 11 verse 4 continues, Forgive us our sins, 
for we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us. Here we see that, because of our sin, we are indebted to God and to one another. Something must be done about the debt that we owe. Sin cannot be brushed off or overlooked. Only fools mock at sin. Proverbs 14 verse 9, according to the NASB. Forgiving and being forgiven. Remember the parable of the ungrateful servant? After being forgiven by the king, the servant went out and found a fellow servant who owed him some money. The, about, the amount was much smaller than the amount that he had owed the king. Instead of showing mercy, as he had been shown mercy, he seized the man and we read, He began to choke him, saying, Pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me and I will repay you. He refused and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. Matthew 18, verse 28 to 30. This did not sit well with his co-workers, and they reported him to the king. Jesus describes the scene like this. Then his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. And should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay his debt. Matthew 18, verse 32 to 34. His response revealed that he did not appreciate what the king had done for him. He did not understand the seriousness of the debt that he had been forgiven. By refusing to forgive his fellow servant, the ungrateful, unforgiving servant revealed a heart that made light of his sin and was filled with contempt for his master. Forgiveness is one of the most glorious gifts of the gospel. A Christian is someone who understands the crushing weight of the law and who knows what it means to be weighed down by the burden of his sin. In his book, The Pilgrim's Progress, John Bunyan describes it like this, and I quote, I saw a man clothed with rags, standing in a certain place, with his face from his own house, a book in his hand and a great burden upon his back. I looked and saw him open the book and read therein, and as he read, he wept and trembled, and not being able to contain any longer, he break out with a lamentable cry, saying, What shall I do? The gospel meets us in that despair and points us to the cross of Christ, where we can be freed from our burden and forgiven our debt. Again, in the words of Pilgrim's Progress, he ran thus till he came to a place somewhat ascending. And upon that place stood a cross, and little below, in the bottom, a sepulcher. So I saw in my dream that just as Christian came up with the cross, his burden loosed from off his shoulders, and fell from his back, and began to tumble, and so continued to do, until it came to the mouth of the sepulcher, where it fell in, and I saw it no more. If you've experienced the joy of forgiveness, you cannot withhold it from others. That is the point of Christ's parable. Peter asked Jesus, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but seventy times seven. Matthew chapter 18 verse 21 to 22. So how many times? Why so many times? Because God has forgiven us our unpayable debt against him. And because of that, we can forgive others their small debts against us. 
Conclusion. We owe God a debt that we could not possibly repay. Our only hope is that that debt be forgiven. Praise the Lord, for He is, in the words of Psalm 103, merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will He keep His anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is His steadfast love toward those who fear Him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does He remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. Verse 8 to verse 13. As we have been forgiven, let us forgive others also. Let us pray, forgive us our debts.